This holiday season, AT&T is giving away $25,000 just for telling them what great LG products you want this year. Stop by a participating AT&T store and snap a selfie holding up the LG products you want to get, like the LG V20 with 5.7-inch HD display and direct TV app to watch live TV. Then share your selfie on Twitter or Instagram with hashtag Here's What I Want Sweeps or upload it to Here's What I Want Sweeps.com for a chance to win $25,000. No purchase necessary. Click the banner for rules and a list of participants stores. Why did Josh Smith decide to come to the Clippers? Should the Clippers start looking at breaking up the big three? And why are we talking as if David Blatt hadn't been fired yet? Of course, we take this before it happened. The only question left is, say it with me, you win. Hey, sports fans, Coach Nick here, and welcome to the B-Ball Breakdown Podcast. I sincerely hope you're listening to this on our new mobile app because it just simply sounds better there, and we're much funnier when we're on our mobile app, uh, And w- which is a nice segue to bring in Brian Kaplan, my buddy Brian, to talk a little bit about the NBA uh, and, our, and our, what we've now called our new segment, Solving the NBA's Problems. Hey, what's up, Coach? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm anxious to figure out, you know, who we're gonna, whose problems we're gonna solve today. Um, it Wait. sounds like the the Clippers had some problems that they were trying to clear off their deck. Yeah, um, but before we begin, I just want to make sure: Are you concerned, scale of one to ten? How worried are you that Amy Schumer is going to be stealing all of your basketball ideas and passing them off as her own? Uh, on a scale of one to ten, I would have to say it's got to be like a, you know, three. Okay, so you're not that worried about it. But I, now I'm missing something because why would Amy Schumer steal my ideas? Is she stealing oh. other people's ideas? Yeah, she got accused of stealing jokes this week. Sorry. I, sorry oh, wow. Um, well, but I she's guess... Denied, and she's denied it. Okay. What, what Was it like a, a guy walks into a bar joke? Or like... <laughs> I, think it was, I think it was of that level, something like that. But multiple comedians have come out and made that accusation. Okay, well, something to Google for everybody. Amy Schumer stealing jokes. <laughs> Um, she has not stolen any of my ideas, but um, <laughs> we have seen some of my ideas, uh, you know, uh, borrowed in the past. So I, I'm not, I'm not immune to that. I don't think. No, it's it. All the greats get stolen from, right? Right, right. So, uh, so the Clippers, the Clippers. Sorry, I, I, I sidetracked us. I apologize. That's okay. That's okay. What you know, it also reminds us that who we're going to be sponsored by today. Oh, uh, I don't know. I was thinking. What about Jiffy Loop? Oh, that's good. Jiffy Lube um, is is not a bad thing. Uh, do they have a catchy song that we could sing or something? I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> um, I don't know the song. All right. Well, do they have? Do they do break jobs and and what else do they do? They, there? they, they do lube jobs, I suppose. Lube jobs. Uh, you and know, can they you change get windshield oil. wipers. Uh, they oh, check good. the oil. They change the oil, and uh, you know, it, leave the worry behind. It's clear driving ahead <laughs> is what they'll say. <laughs> so. Um, you know, you have all uh, Jiffy Lube technicians have always changed your oil, but they do so much more. So there you go. Yes. Brought to you, not really, but brought to you by Jiffy Lube. So, you know what? If you want to go there, go ahead, try it out, see what happens. Thank you, Jiffy Lube, for your sponsorship and for everything you've done for us and yes. the free stuff that you're going to send us. Yes. Uh, now we're talking about Josh Smith, who uh, was unable to grease those wheels in in, uh, in L.A. But you know what's interesting is the report is. Was that he, he? They just about cut him, right? They were because they're paying his salary. Basically, right. So what happened there? They they traded him away with these random European picks. They'll never play in the NBA. But to make the salaries work, the the Clippers basically had to send most of the, what they owed him anyway, right? 
Well, I think, yeah, I think they're doing it. I don't know if it's to make the salaries work or to just entice Houston, where Houston's like, yeah, we'll take him, but we don't want to pay him the $400,000 that's owed on his contract. Yeah. Because his contract's still being paid mostly by Detroit, right? Oh, you know what? That's interesting. I, I don't even know how that works because, again, yeah, when you cut him, you still got to pay his salary. Um, but it's possible that there is a clause in there, right? If he signs with another team, then they don't have to keep paying his salary, right? Well, no, I think they, they're either paying him or they bought him out for most money, and then he signed right. the well, veterans minimum to play with the Clippers. So he's not making much. Right. Detroit stretched him. I know that. So they were able to like minimize the damage to their spreadsheet. But uh, And then he did sign a, yeah, a, minimum, a veteran minimum, I believe, with the Clippers last year. So, you know, here's the thing I mentioned on Twitter earlier today was – you know, in order, to, Josh Smith did pretty nicely, right, in, in the playoffs. And he proved that he could be clutch when they needed him to be, although I don't know how sustainable that was. You have to imagine that he would have been able to command more on the market than the veterans minimum, right? I don't, do you think, do you think, so you think he took the minimum just because he wanted to play for the Clippers? Well, I don't know, but here, it just seems to me that he must have talked to Doc and Doc must have promised him something about his role that would indicate that he would want to then go to the Clippers over anybody else for the veteran. That's interesting. And I know the perils of doing that. You know, I know it's the high school level, but certainly when you tell a guy and you recruit a guy like that and not even half a season goes by and what you promise him is not coming true. And by the way, it could all well be because of Josh Smith's, Josh Smith's issues or whatever. You know, he's going to cling to that. That's going to become a real problem very quickly. Right. Do you think he's running out of chances in the league? Yeah, this is probably it, wouldn't you say? It could be. I mean, it seems like, you know, they're sending him to the one place where he seems to have had a bit of success recently, right? Mm -hmm. Trying to recreate some level of success he had in Houston. Did you see his Houston numbers, by the way? They were pretty solid. I was really surprised. I don't don't remember it being that solid, uh, you know, last year, but yes. Um, dude, dude did well. I mean, I'll just throw him out here for you as I'm calling him up. But um, let me get up. Uh, not you know, don't look up Joshua Smith because that's not going to help you. Um, <laughs> okay. Josh Smith uh, last year, yeah, he was. Um, remember, it was a split. So in 55 games with Houston, he averaged 12 points, uh, six rebounds, uh, almost you know two and a half assists, a little bit more than that, and 1.2 blocks. He was doing all the Josh Smith things. He wasn't shooting free throws well. Um, but he shot well from the uh, from the field generally, and then he shot 33% from three, which is a big upgrade from his normal shooting from three. So, um, you know, played some defense. He was he was he was solid. I think I think the phrase we're looking for is lightning in a bottle. Yes. Oh, there's I no think... question. The threes he made to, to to beat the Clippers were completely with noise. He'll he'll never make the look. You can't bank on that. So I just looked up an article from when he signed with the Clippers over the summer. Mm-hmm. And the source that was quoted was basically said that Josh Smith chose winning and a defined role over money. So yes. I think that's exactly what you're saying, that they sold him some, some role. role and some promise and potential for a championship and then immediately shipped him out when he wasn't fitting in. So do we blame Doc for this? Because I have a feeling if Doc laid out the issues they were dealing with behind the scenes that we haven't heard about, you know, I would think normally one would say, yeah, Josh Smith is an a-hole and he should, it's all on him. However, we, we've seen in the past certain coaches 
have been able to manage certain kind of players. And, you know, a guy like Dennis Rodman comes up, who was almost in the same exact boat coming out of uh, the Spurs organization. And uh, we saw what you could do when you know how to kind of, you know, effectively communicate and manage that thing. What do you think about that? I think it's, um, can I quote the movie Airplane? He sure. bought his ticket. He knew who he was getting into. I say, let him crash. <laughs> oh, you know, Shana. <laughs> oh, Shana. Yeah, I mean, I, yes, I'm sure he sold him on something, but Josh Smith should have known what he was getting into with the Clippers. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not, it's not that unexpected that this isn't, I mean, it's not the Spurs. It's not, it's not Golden State. It is what it is. You know, the organization has a couple of alpha dogs. And then beyond that, I don't think there's much in the way of guarantees for the other players. Do you know how many, do you know how many games uh, uh, this year that he played that he played more than 20 minutes? Uh, None. How many? One. One. Okay. And it took took him the 16th game. I I have to look. And it looks like it's a blowout. So we got 21 minutes. Do you think that sitting down with Doc over the over the summer, and I'm sure minutes came up, do you think that Doc would have told him, oh, you're not going to play 20 minutes a game for us? Um, most likely that wasn't the promise. I don't, think, I don't think he was recruited here saying, listen, you can come here and play and we're not going to make you play for a lot of time. We're just going <laughs> right. to let you sit a lot and it's going to be great for you. It probably was not that conversation. Right. Now, again, you watched him out there. He was pretty bad, uh, especially I, I, I would watch games. And defensively, he just was sort of non-existent. And he just didn't, it just didn't work. Uh, but the, part of the question then is, is it on Doc? Because, you know, I, I, there, are, there is an alternate, alternate reality, I believe, out there that you could get Josh Smith to function well in whatever team. Because he does do some certain things, but I think so yes. much of it is important on – it relies on his frame of mind. And if he's going to start to act up, you know, the traditional thing is is to be hard on him and to be screaming and yelling, whatever. Whereas a guy like Phil Jackson with, you know, uh, Dennis Rodman, he would laugh. <laughs> right. Well, there's – there's interestingly, it's funny that you, you talk about him as Rodman because I was wondering if it's more like Dwight Howard is the Rodman and mm. Josh Smith is the Jack Haley. Right? Is he the guy that they're bringing in to make Dwight happy? Oh, I see. Well, yeah, we did hear that in the reports that there are people that wanted Josh Smith back. But I really, I'm dying to know who that is. But here's the thing that's also interesting. And the difference between Rodman, the Rodman situation was Rodman came into a situation where they had Phil Jackson, they had Michael Jordan, they had Scottie Pippen. Yes. You know, very strong leaders. Um, who is the leader on the Clippers? I mean, you, I, I know CP3 is there, and in his yeah. leadership style is probably as abrasive as anyone's has ever been. Um, maybe, maybe more than Michael. What do you think? Do you think CP3 is even more of a bulldog than Michael was as a teammate? It's I, more of a bulldog. That's a really great question. I, I mean, the thing is, he might it might be similar, but I mean, who was ever going to deny Michael whatever he wanted? He could have been whatever he wanted to be. He was CP3 is fantastic. He's a top ten player or whatever, but he's not the best player of all time. Okay, right. That's you're allowed, true. You're probably allowed to get mad at CP3 in a certain way that you couldn't get mad at Michael Jordan, right? Like, 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. DeAndre Jordan couldn't have pulled whatever anger that he had with CP3 last offseason. You couldn't do that with Jordan. You know, and my other impression is with Jordan, I think that once they got to the 72 and 10 year, those last like three or four years, I think Michael was different anyway as a teammate. Um, from what I've heard, from what I've read, from what I understand, I, you know, we should talk to some of the guys that play with him. But I feel like, um, you know, he, he was different as well at, at that stage, which is kind of like where Chris Paul is getting. He's been in the league for, you know, what, eight or nine years now at least. Right. Um, you know, but um, because remember, why did DeAndre Jordan want, want to leave? Because he wasn't getting enough of the offense because it was all running through CP3. Well, I think that's part of it, but I think it's part of it is because CP3 was toxic. Like, he had made a toxic work environment for him. So, do you think that... And the Clippers obviously are playing better lately, and they added guys like Pierce in the offseason, who are supposed to be these great veterans to keep everything stable. Right. Do you think that the environment... Okay, here's one. Can the Clippers win... As long as Doc is the coach and CP3 is the main guy, well, here's what or I look is that at. That too toxic. Here's what I look win. at. Right, right. It is that whole thing because you know, sure, we've seen teams win with complete assholes running. You know, being that way, right? I mean, the Bulls. Well, no, the Bulls were always tempered because for every Michael Jordan, you had a Phil Jackson and maybe a Scottie Pippen. However, uh, here's the thing I noticed, noticed because you know the Clippers are in almost every game they ever play when you have a guy like Chris Paul. Right. Yes. They're going to be yes. in every game, even if they don't have Blake Griffin. They, they're going to be, you know, they competed for a while last night and they looked like, you know, oh, this is interesting here. And, you know, they, without Blake, it's just really tough against the, the Cavs. But they, right. they, they competed. Um, but so, CP3 is just that good. He's just that good that they're in every game because he's there. Yeah. I mean, he's just he is the quintessential point guard who controls the game the way you want it to do it now. But it, there is a limit to that. And I, like, like I said, like I'm thinking, you know, if it went down to like Clippers versus Mavs in a playoff series, so you got mm-hmm. Rick Carlisle versus Doc, I, you know, I would, I would even full strength, I don't know if the Clippers could beat that team. I swear to God. Really? Couldn't beat the Mavs just on sheer talent alone. Right. Well, I don't think sheer talent alone, if it's in the you know playoffs, you know, does it a lot of the time. Now in the first round, I think it would, and so you know, but that's a four you mean, like, five how they matchup. Let's say. The Spurs last year. What's that? Mean like how they were able to get past the Spurs last year. Ah, so they got through, they got past the Spurs on sheer talent. Is what I guess what we're saying because it wasn't well. No, actually, here's the interesting thing about that. You know, I think Pop outcoached himself. The whole hack of DeAndre thing backfired on them. I thought. Okay. Um, you know enough. It, sometimes it worked, but other times it didn't. In a way that um, you know, in a seven game series, if you cost them one game, then you're in trouble. I think it worked one game, but I think it didn't work two of the games because it slowed the game down and let the Clippers rest, and it didn't let the uh, the Spurs fast break on them. You know, and that's that's what that's their bread and butter. That would have been a lot better off doing it. So that's a weird, you know, what that's an, a weird anomaly, but that's a good point. Maybe well, maybe it's the kind of thing where you put those two teams and they play each other a hundred times in a series, and the Spurs are going to win ninety of them, and it's just it was one of those weird series where it just happened to go the other way. Yeah, I, yeah it, maybe ninety is too high, but they certainly win you know a, a eighty of them or something. Okay. Um, yeah, and and again, you know, when you're talking about Rick Carlisle and what he's been able to do in the playoffs, I mean, we saw them push the Spurs eventual championships to seven games in that first round with almost nothing. Um, and if he can do that, and again, they have, you know, oh, they have nothing. What do they have? A d- broken down Darren Williams, Zaza Pachulia, and a Dirk Nowitzki who can't even run up and down the court. And look at what they're doing. 
Right. You know, it's crazy. So, um, you know, the, the question about Doc as a coach versus like even like the GM, you know, we keep saying, oh, Doc as a coach is great. The GM is bad. And I don't know. I think they might be the sort of the same. <laughs> <laughs> you think it's just one? It's all one guy that's just. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know if he's necessarily a bad coach. There's just. There's something culturally that's just off about the Clippers. There's just something about it. And maybe it's the whole. Maybe it's the complaining. Maybe it's just a bit of an attitude adjustment that has permeated this team. Even though I'm looking, they've won, what, they've won nine of the last ten? Well, we broke that down. And, you know, the, the, if you look at the teams they beat in that streak, eh, you know, it's not, it was a luck of the schedule more than anything. Uh, I gotta, we have to look at what the record is against the top teams. I know, like, OKC is really, you know, is like under 500 uh, against teams that are winning. Okay. This year, and I suspect, although I don't know, do we know where to look that up? Because we got to look, uh, figure that out. Well, um, the Clippers. I mean, the Clippers in the streak. Sorry, they're eight. They've won uh, eight of the last ten. Right, and they but they won nine in a row before whatever that was. Yeah, I mean, there's some there are legitimate wins in here. They they dropped to the Cavs and they dropped to the Kings, who are who are plucky recently. But they beat the Heat. They beat the Rockets. Uh, they beat the, the Hornets. Yeah. The Rockets. I don't even had a winning record at the time, but yeah, uh, the Hornets uh, also did not have a winning record. Um, is that because they beat them twice? I mean, they beat the Sixers, which is always a tough out. Always. Um, but you're right. There's there's a bunch of, yeah, there's the Pelicans, there's the Blazers. See what I'm saying? The Jazz. You know, and some of those teams are okay, but the none Lakers. of those teams had a winning record in, in a way that uh, the Heat was the one that they did well. Uh, I, I Let me look at that real quick because I feel like uh, that was in the 13th. Was that a back-to-back? Um, so the Heat was the 10th one. No. Okay, so it's so it's they've won eleven of thirteen, if my math is correct. And before that, this is going to be to your point. They had dropped three in a row to the Spurs, the Rockets, and the Thunder before right. the streak began. Right, and and then I think uh, they had Blake for some of those games. Uh, for, they, actually, they had Blake for all the games that you're talking about that they lost. So, yeah. you know, and then it's a question that the Clippers are going to have to really come to because you know they're not going to win a title this year and that might be okay maybe they're okay with getting to the you know second round or maybe the conference finals but i don't even know if they're going to get it that far and at that point is is it long enough are we are we done is are they done is it time there's it's going to be tough for a while <laughs> like the way and we've talked about this the way golden state and san antonio have reloaded and the way they've got their incredible players signed for quite some time it's going to be tough to build a team to beat them for a little while and then even then they're still okc but yeah well uh, well we don't, we don't for however long that last year and by the way it might not be any fault of theirs right no yes agreed you know but the utah jazz with stockton and malone didn't win a title because of anything that they did wrong right right it's not the clip right it's not the clippers fault that um that they don't have Draymond Green, you know, like, right. It's yeah. not, you know, it happened. Right. It happened but, but, and every other team in the league, except for Golden State. But, you know, but, the, but they're, you know, it's a danger that they're going to be like sort of stuck on the pot for too long. And then the, ultimately there is no reloading for them. You know, it's like the Cubs in 84 and they just sort of <laughs> just dissipate without much in return. Um, but I, I agree, and I think part of the issue is the, the complaining. And, and I think that we've seen it in the past where, you know, clearly they're not the most liked team in the league because yeah. of all the complaining. And, and 
I got to tell you, I mean, it's it's every play. Um, But when the referees become less inclined um, to give you calls, and it looks that way, it really, really does, as those games progress and they keep complaining more and more, that's where you're going to really – you can't afford to have anything like that happen in the playoffs. And that, that you know, West are human. That could easily happen. Well, it's like you're allowed to complain if you've won, right? Like Jordan complained or Magic Johnson complained because they were the ultimate winners and you're allowed to do that and you can get away with that. Okay. But not they haven't won the title yet. They haven't gotten there. They haven't been to a finals. They're – yeah. You know, they're complaining a little ahead of themselves. If they win a title this year, they can complain next year. How's that for a deal? Okay. They can they're play all they want. Next year. Yes, exactly. Right. But you got to win first. Yeah. So they've kind so, of put the cart before the horse here because, yeah, I mean, that's that's the issue. And um, and it, I, everybody complains. You're right. I mean, it's not like a, we're saying that they, that, you know, they're, they're an anomaly. But there is a level and a volume that um, is a lot higher than, than, uh, than I, anybody else I can remember. Um, and I think that that also then – it can affect your play. I mean, we've seen CP3 kind of lose his shit a little bit uh, and, and sort of melt down um, by be getting too emotionally involved. Uh, and I know that people want to argue that that's what makes them such great players, but um, I don't know. I always felt like you need to be able to have a nice balance of you know, being in control and, and you know, motivation to do that. And you know, I think that that cost him too. So let's talk about the Clippers. Like, what do you do? So I'm looking at them right now and they have cp3 deandre and blake are all signed through the end of the 2016 2017 season so then that 2017 off season when the cap jumps to 108 million Mm -hmm. cp3 and blake both have early terminations in their contracts so they're both going to opt out assuming they're still around or whatever they're assume they're both going to opt out right let me do some quick math here. By that point, okay, so CP3 will be a 10-year veteran, which means he's coming in at 35% of the cap that year as a max salary. And Blake will be – the point is they're going to be expensive, right? Blake's right. going to come in at however much. And if that's not – okay, Blake will come in at – he'll be like a 7-year veteran. He'll come in at 30% of the cap. Um, that's a lot of money to re-sign to, at least in the case of CP3, an aging guy two years from now to tack on five more years for you yeah. know, starting at $35 million a year. So they're, they're going to command they 65% of the, uh, of the salary. Is that right? Is that the math? That, that's right. Collectively, that's what they would, that's what they would get. Yeah. Um, you know, CP3 is going to have one of those contracts like we were talking about with Durant. Where it's gonna, you know, it can start at like thirty-five million and get to like forty-eight million over the fifth year. Mm-hmm. You know, one of those insane two hundred and forty million dollar deals. Um, at which yeah. point he's going to be yeah, Chris Paul's thirty-two already, years old, right? Thirty-two years old, and you know he did start a little early, so that, that yeah, he's what well, he, I, I was off by the way on CP3's number of years. He's played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. This is the eleventh yeah. season, so you're talking about yeah, a lot of basketball. Right. Although he and I have the same birthday, which is kind of cool. I'm a few years older, but we have the same birthday, apparently. Okay. Uh, we will. I'll, I'll see if he wants to do a combination party this year. Oh, yeah. That would be great. <laughs> yeah. We can, it can be a mind, we can play, do a Minecraft party. 
Oh, I love that idea. That's a terrific idea. We can build a house together. Um, <laughs> so, so if you're the Clippers, don't you look at the situation? You go, okay, that's it. We got to trade CP3 now. I mean, the off season, maybe. At some point, do you trade him and reload? Do you reload for the future? Yeah, I mean, I guess obviously the future is more Blake than it is him. Uh, well, I mean, that's the conundrum because teams seem so reluctant to do that, even though it's a business. Like, you know, I remember Danny Ainge talking about it where they never, they should have traded Larry Bird and Kevin McHale. Right. They didn't. Yep. Um, and, and, you know, sometimes you're going to kind of have to just go down with the ship. But I almost feel like with the way this is going, um, I, I don't know. It's hard to imagine. But the, then the other question is, and we, we're in L.A., does Chris Paul own L.A.? Is, is L.A. and Chris Paul, are they, like, synonymous? Is that a thing? No, I don't think so. Um, and mostly because L.A. is such a big city. There's there's so many people who are important here. You know, it's mm-hmm. not the same way he could own. It's not the same way Kevin Durant owns OKC. Right. It's just the different size city. And there's two basketball teams. And, you know, and there's still Kobe. Yeah, you know, right. Kobe still owns Los Angeles, and uh, I thought Eddie Murphy owned Los Angeles. And Eddie Murphy owns he owns a share of it. He's okay. a he's a shareholder in in Los Angeles Incorporated. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I I don't see him that way. I guess, but you know, it's funny. We're talking. You know, last week we were talking about the possibility of trading uh, Russell Westbrook, and I I don't see. Oh, there's no. I was going to say there's not really a trade out there for Westbrook. Um, it's hard to match salary and talent and and everything else that goes along with it. And yet here we are talking about Chris Paul. You know what's interesting? Is is CP3 the player the OKC needs uh, to win a title? I wonder. I mean, now that we're talking about it, I, I do wonder. It's a tough trade to make because CP3 is so much older than Westbrook. Yeah. But if you're talking about wow, some sort of trade where you get back 93% of his value and more and you reload around a different kind of player... I mean, that's I don't know because I kept thinking, oh, Rondo, Rondo's the guy you need on the OKC to set up, you know, KD all the time and this and that and play a little defense. Right. But Chris Paul, you right. know, it changes that equation to the nth degree. And I mean, I don't know that that's intriguing because you know, I, I I like Kevin Durant a whole lot. Uh, we all know my feelings on, on Russ um, in a way that I, I'm always starting to figure, like, yeah, who is the perfect guy? And man. Can you imagine how the kind of shots that he could set up, set KD up for? I mean, oh, right. plus that he would score a little, and um, yeah. Or, or if you reverse it and you traded, uh, you traded Blake to OKC for Durant. These oh. are just cra- these are crazy trades. These are that's like, crazy. And these teams are rivals, and they're fighting. You know, they're all trying to fight. To, yeah, that's the other I thing. They'll never see do it, it happening. Yeah, but maybe uh, the team should merge. They should have right. a merger. I mean, I guess the only way that that, that that you consider that is if Russ comes out and says, "I'm out of here. I'm like, I'm not signing again. I'm, I want out." You know, right. And then you're trying to extract some sort of value for him. But right. even yeah. then, I don't know. I, I don't even know how you begin to sort of wrap your head around a trade like that. There just isn't. There just isn't really equal talent in the league. Yeah. And I, yeah. I feel like I feel like teams are too smart now for the, you know, 
we'll give you we'll give you these three guys and you give us Charles Barkley. Like I just I just don't think right they're but, falling for that anymore. But you have to imagine that like OKC getting Chris Paul and then the, and the Clippers getting Russ and then maybe whatever you can fill in around there. Right. But like that's a that's a trade that both teams you know should come out on top for. Uh, uh, you know, because CP3 still has. I mean, I know the guy's thirty right now, uh, but he he should have a good four more four four years left. Good, good four years of elite basketball left. Uh, one would hope. One you know. would hope he's he's again he's he's that good. I mean, one would hope that he would have that much left. And you know, Kevin Durant is not a spring chicken right now. He's twenty seven, so. It's not like you want to waste another, you know, you don't want to get to like where he's 29 or 30 before you finally kind of start to figure out how to get the right team around him. Right. Well, you don't, you don't want him to leave. You right. want him to stay. But again, know. but are you better making a trade like that or are you better, like let's say Durant says, uh, I'm going to leave unless you make this trade. Like are you better making the trade or do you say you leave and we're going to rebuild around Russ and put another pieces around him? I mean, if, if, listen, if Durant says, I want a pool built along the baseline that I can sit in before, during, well, during timeouts, then you build him a pool. You build him a pool. That's <laughs> it. You're going for it. Okay. So Last it's time. like, yeah. you, know, you know, whatever he wants. I mean, again, and again, do I, do I enjoy like what LeBron has been able to do and the kind of power he has? Like, no, I don't think that any player should have that. But damn, you, you, when you have a player like that, you've got to do whatever you can do to keep him. Okay, so if Durant says I want our team to go on a tour of North Korea next off season, do you agree to that? Well, then that, that then Rodman comes back into play. Rodman goes back to play. Okay, so well, that, no, because that Rodman's got Rodman. a broker the deal with you know King, King uh, what is his, what's his name now Kim Jong Un. I don't know one uh, of them. Yeah. Yes. So uh, <laughs> you know, how when about is, that for when is Rodman? When, when is Rodman going to endorse Trump? Has that happened yet? When's that going? Down? <laughs> uh, you know, that would be he should run as the uh, vice presidential candidate. Ooh. Trump Rodman like sounds Trump good. Trump Rodman, more more reality TV stars. There you go. Yeah, and then uh, the Secretary of State will be wow, one of those <laughs> reality stars of shows I don't watch. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know that's actually a good sign that you can't think of another reality star. It's like okay, I've moved on to a good place in my life where yes. I don't where that right that doesn't register anymore. Right. That's, like, that's yeah. not a bad thing. The, yeah. the, the queer eye for the straight guy cast doesn't help me. Uh, you know. <laughs> yes, it's very topical. Yeah. <laughs> so um, well, let's see here. We, we let's get we're talking about um, the Clippers. The Clippers, but then we were going to move on. You know, um, well, either way, I mean, it's, I think people might have turned off once we started talking about CP3 for uh, Westbrook. Hopefully, they'll come right back. <laughs> you think that was it? Yeah. Now, yeah. mind you, we're just we're just talking here. Like, I don't think we're necessarily endorsing it, and we recognize there are issues with it. Yes, although I'm I sure will I, say, from a basketball standpoint, I love the idea of CP3 and OKC. I love it. Yeah, yeah, I, it would be it would be very interesting for a, a few years. And if you're like, if you're like, look, we have this window of opportunity for the next three years. Let's say, I don't know, it, maybe maybe it makes some some level of sense. Yeah, I mean, listen. The, the only the, the, this is all in a vacuum because again, like we said, because of where the Warriors are and because of where the um, Spurs are, it, it almost is moot. It doesn't almost doesn't matter, uh, you know, what you do, right? Right. You know, and the thing with the, I wouldn't be surprised, by the way, if let's just say the Warriors win again, I wouldn't be surprised if they were able to kind of weasel a way to get Harrison Barnes to sign for less and do what kind of Spursian model where they get guys to do that. Um, you know, maybe Curry, when he re-ups, you know, gives him a little bit of a break. I don't know, but 
I, you know, for some reason, I get that sense that they understand how important and how special they have is. Well, I wonder because it, it, uh, I do think that Harrison Barnes, someone's going to sign him to a max off, offer sheet this offseason, right? Oh, right. They have to match it. And will they? are they going to match it? Well, but okay. I mean, you're right. Barnes would have to actually sign the offer sheet, which, you know, I suppose would be stupid if he didn't. Um, uh, we'll have to it's see how it goes. It's going to be hard for him to turn down. Yeah, it would be like $90 right. million or for, over four years or something like that. I, 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 I can't imagine he's going to turn that down. It's hard yeah. to do that. Yeah, no, I, you're right. I mean, it's it's and it's also hard to believe that he is a max player, even though I'm the guy who's been saying for so long. You know, I keep getting roasted on Twitter because I said um, back during the Denver series when they beat George Carl's Nuggets, I had said that Harrison Barnes was probably going to be the best player on that team. Ultimately, interesting. Okay, and I every week somebody fi- I haven't deleted the tweet. I left it up. They find the tweet and it's you know it's six hundred days old. And uh, or whatever it is, or 800 days, or whatever it is, and they they throw it in my face, and you know, and by the way, the irony is, is I was on the Curry bandwagon and way ahead of the big game too. But um, when I saw, you know, uh, you know what it was when I saw Harrison Barnes in the playoffs do a shot fake, one dribble, reverse jam, I was like, oh my god, like this is a guy who can do anything. He can guard four positions. He can post up. He can shoot 40 percent from three. Uh, that's as valuable as anybody in that team. Yeah, you know, one of the things that Senate, sorry, that Golden State has really done well when you kind of look at their cap is they've they've been amazing at locking their guys up long term for deals that are just sub market. And Curry, it might be yeah. because of the time they signed them, it was the max available. But like Curry's deal is silly. It's a, Curry it's, seal is silly, but it's going to get the ship will be righted after next season, right? right. And the twenty seven off season, he'll be some max deal right. that'll sign to. But but you know, you know but it's interesting about that is that you know because of the what they've gotten so far for those few, the, these years, oh. like they'll they'll always they're going to come out ahead in, in in the entire career, right? I think the oh, Warriors will have yeah. will will end up whatever metric you want to use, they will have benefited more from that contract than than he got from making money. Right. And and, you know, maybe maybe the NBA Players Association, they should come up with some like one year loophole just for Steph so we can get like 70 million a year what he's really worth. Leave leave it at that. You know, you can get a one time three hundred million dollar bonus and just like, look, we got to make it up to you. Right. Um, Yeah. Right. I was uh, with with Michael. Remember when Michael was was going to resign again and uh, there was no max back then right yeah it was like one year 40 million or something like that yeah yeah crazy. that was like internet money though that was in the go-go 90s <laughs> yeah. everybody you could you could design web pages and make 40 million dollars a year back then that was like you know every here you go don't make uh, me cry brian <laughs> This holiday season, AT&T is giving away $25,000 just for telling them what great LG products you want this year. Stop by a participating AT&T store and snap a selfie holding up the LG products you want to get, like the LG B20 with 5.7-inch HD display and direct TV app to watch live TV. Then share your selfie on Twitter or Instagram with hashtag Here's What I Want Sweeps or upload it to Here's What I Want Sweeps.com for a chance to win $25,000. No purchase necessary. Click the banner for rules and a list of participants stores. Oh, those were good times. Um, but like, they got so like Golden State has so they resigned stuff. They got Clay resigned through the 2019 season, and his contract maxes out at just under 19 million a year. Draymond, they've got signed through 2020, and his contract maxes out at 18 and a half million a year. Huh. So they just have there's a lot of room for them to maneuver if they want right. to resign KD. 
Yeah, exactly. You know, they do, could do they have do room? It. Um, they could make room. They, but, but by by what you're by by those numbers, it feels like this summer because right, KD is a restricted free agent, right? Right. It doesn't matter though because he's restricted, but they they could no, no, actually he's unrestricted. offer. No, no, KD KD's unrestricted. Well, he's he unrestricted. He's on, yeah, he's an opt out, so he can go to he can go do what he wants. Okay, so um, so they could offer him a max. Could they? I'm oh, sorry, he doesn't have an opt out. I think he's just out. Um, can they offer him the max? I'm. I'm looking at the numbers roughly. I'm sure there's a way they could work it in if they want. Yeah, right. They could get rid of a couple guys. Because yeah, I, I saw that on Twitter. Move, yeah. And it seems like so far-fetched. But, you know, you're right. At least in the short term, for the first year or two until Steph's deal uh, expires, they can do it. Well, I mean, they can do it They can do it regardless. Because once he's their guy, they can re-sign Steph for whatever they want. The luxury oh, that's tax. true, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, you know, uh, gosh. That you know what, like what scenario does that happen? I mean, I, the bottom line is OKC would have to lose in the first round, and Russ would have to shoot more shots than 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 KD and shoot a terrible person. Right? It's gonna have to be a real uh, fire. Uh, I don't even fire. know. I don't even know if that has to happen. I think just KD has to say, "Look, I want to go to the best team. I want to play for this coach in this system with these guys, and you know, I'm gonna leave a lot of money on the table to do it." Yeah. And he just says, "Look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna not take every dollar I can get, and I'm gonna go play with Ruth Golden State. It could happen. I mean, I mean the numbers, happen. the numbers could work. But yeah, because it is a lot of money he could still get. But remember what we said last week. I mean, it is staggering. Yes. The difference. It's staggering. The difference is staggering, right? The difference, the difference of waiting that one extra year. Yeah. Now, but, you he know. could again, and he could, he could conceivably, he could sign that one year with." You know, he could sign for one more year with OKC, see how it goes, and then he could leave. And he'd still be leaving money on the table, but it would be less. It wouldn't be as much because he'd be re-signing during that huh. 2017 offseason when the cap jumps $20 million. Right, and then get more. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's interesting. Um, yeah. You know, we, we should talk about the East, Eastern Conference for a little bit, I feel like. Oh, okay, let's talk about the East. Let's talk about it. We're, we're, we're Bulls fans. Let's talk about the East. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the Bulls now... Uh, they've freed Bobby Portis a little bit. Yeah, how many more minutes has he been getting? You know, I don't think he's been that many more. I'll, let's let's call it up real quick. But I, every time I was watching him in the last couple of games, it's like he's hitting some mid-range shots. He's getting some, you know, deflecting some balls. You know, good stuff uh, that, you know, it's kind of funny because it's like when Doug McDermott gets in there, like I said earlier, you know, every, every minute he gets now is just like FU minutes from last year they didn't get. <laughs> um, and he's really, you know. But let's see, looking at his minutes, I mean <laughs> – uh, he had a nice stretch there. He was doing well, and all of a sudden it disappeared again. And then, yeah, uh, last night he's, he played 23 minutes, um, or the last game they played against the Warriors in that blowout. But he he played like three minutes against Detroit. He played six minutes against Dallas the night before, you know, the, the game before that. Uh, so there, it, it's been up and down for him. So the the mayor's rotation is looking good. He's got it all under control now. It's weird. I got to remember why he got twenty minute minimum twenty minutes for that huge you know for ten games in a row. Because after that, nine minutes, ten minutes, four minutes, eight minutes, six minutes, three minutes, and then again twenty three minutes and a blowout. So you know that, it's just weird. But it, and especially with Noah being out for some of those games, um, right? You know, Hoiberg is clearly not figured out what. The rotations are yet. No, he hasn't. He doesn't have that figured out. And and it would be interesting to see what it would look like if maybe the team made a little bit more sense and it was they didn't have to 
kind of figure out how to fit these guys together, all these bigs. Mm -hmm. Like maybe it's not entirely his fault, but it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. Like you can't really isolate it. Can I, can I make a request to like the NBA at large? When you like pull up players' pages, it's still, you know, shooting guard, small forward. Shouldn't like it come up and there should be a list of who qualifies as a stretch four and who's a wing? You yeah. know, who's, who's like I want I want to see a list of stretch fours. Like who who gets that distinction and who doesn't? Yeah. Well, I think the whole positional thing needs to be revamped anyway, but you can right. see that on basketball reference, they do have positional percentages at least, but it's on individual pages. Okay, yeah. I just want I want a list like that. I want it I want it for for this day and age so I can say so I so you can say like when you're looking at trades and everything, you know, oh they need to add a, who's a wing score? Let's go to the list of wing scores in yes. the league. Yeah. I agree. We should maybe maybe we'll do that on our website because that certainly seems to be, you know, something we that would be valuable. Yeah, I think that's great. I think I think you should do that. Yeah, do that. All right, I'm, I, would, I'm, I would love that as a reference. I would absolutely love that. Yeah, and I've seen it. I've seen it done a little bit in different places, but um, you know, nothing like definitive. Where it's just like, right? I mean, people have tried to come up with their own, you know, versions of players, and that's the other issues. Like, you know, well, what how, what what is it? Wing score, three and D. <laughs> like, what what what's the designation? Or do you just use? Is it like a Pandora channel where you use like Kevin Garnett is the name of that position? <laughs> exactly. Yes, Kevin Garnett ish. Yes, I love that. You know, and then there's Derek Rowe or like you know Russell Westbrook is a position. You know, because yes. Russell Westbrook and like CP3 do not play the same position. Right. It can can like aging veteran who's lost their hops knows how to position themselves can that is that a position uh yes yes, yes. that's the uh well no i was almost going to say it was like um uh who did the sixers just sign from uh, that the bulls had drafted originally uh oh, elton, elton brand but that, he's yeah. not even he can't even move um yes. can ish smith be his own position yes of, like incomprehensibly currently successful point guard Right. Well, you know what? I'm not even sure how incomprehensible it is. He's just like like Daryl Armstrong, if you remember him back in the right. day. They always discount these really quick little guys that maybe don't shoot so well when all they do is get in there, penetrate and kick and play right. defense and you know and play their ass off. Uh, they always get the short end of the stick. Even Isaiah Thomas is sort of like that as well um, by virtue you know, of being small. Ish Smith is going to be a free agent. It'll be oh, interesting wow. to see if somebody like if somebody values him and his game enough to sign him for you know more than a minimum. It'll be interesting. Oh, for sure. I mean, he'll he's making eight nine million dollars next year. But you know what? I mean, who knows if it gets better? If he shoots a little bit better and whatever, maybe he gets more. Wow, isn't um, it amazing that he would be getting that he's going to be an eight nine million dollar player next year? Yeah, I, I mean, I could absolutely see it. I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you at all, but. You know, I like Ishmael. I liked him when I saw him in summer league in 2010. You know, like he stood out there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it is crazy, but hey, what a country! But um, he so, he's good. Yeah. So by the way, so I'm looking at Bobby Portis now. So from December 28 to January 7th, the Bulls play one, two, three, four, five, six games, and he never he he every game he ranges between eight. And 27 minutes, sorry, 18 and 27 minutes, right? Mm -hmm, Right. And then over the next one, two, three, four, five, six games, he ranges between three and 11 minutes. And then he is 24 against Golden State. Right. And only because they were just getting destroyed. Right. And how do you develop a player like that? Right. I mean, I think you need to commit, right? And that's the thing that we're seeing um, with the Lakers, for instance, when they're not playing their guys and not, not committing to developing. 
You got to right. commit to it. I mean, you're going to lose. The Lakers are going to lose anyway. But um, you know, d- d- I know you want to hold over a certain you know level of like they got to play hard and whatever over their head, and that's playing time is the carrot. Um, but at some point, if you're going to do it like what they're doing with Portis, it's like you know, I don't think it's an issue with him playing hard. I, I, whatever I've seen from him, he's playing hard. He's trying to get in there and do some stuff. Um, yeah. it's really weird. And, and they're right. There is a log jam. So again, for the Bulls, it's like okay. I just called this up actually. I look at their top, the top most played lineups they've played this year. I'm okay. looking at the net rating, and so we're gonna, the, the 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 top rated net rating is silly because it's got you know Kirk Heinrich in there. So we'll get rid of that one. <laughs> we'll <have the> back. <laughs> we're not going to listen to those statistics. Right. We're going to use the eye test. Right, but but you know the next <laughs> most played, and by the way, the top two are hardly ever played. The next one is nine games in 36 minutes. Butler, Gasol, McDermott, Noah, and Rose. And now that has to go out of the way because Noah's not around anymore. Right. And by the way, once you get to that, the, the next uh, best net rating uh, team is only plus, plus 3.2. And that Ooh. is Butler, Gasol, McDermott again, Miritich, and Rose. That's the, that, and that, they play a lot. So that's their I was best gonna team. Say, I was going to say, is that, is that a team that doesn't – is that in a world where defense doesn't matter? You know what the defensive rating is? What? 95.6. You know what their overall defensive rating is? What's that? 100.5. <laughs> now, so that team isn't scoring very well, by the way, but it's playing defense. You want to explain that to How me? How is it I possible? No I don't understand that at all. I don't know. And that, that isn't necessarily noise. That is like while they're out there, they're playing good defense. I don't, under, I don't understand that either. I think it's clear they only play that lineup against the Washington Generals. And... Uh. And uh, by the way, two teams. Yeah. It is. It, it, they played that, that lineup has played twenty two minute, twenty two games together for over uh, for one hundred and seven minutes. So that's that's like five minutes a game, which is a lot for a five man rotation. Believe it or not, I wonder if there's a there's there's something that doesn't make sense about that. There's got to be some noise in that in those statistics somewhere. Who do you think should be the best uh, five for them then? <sighs> well, I think we should include Jimmy Butler. Sure. And I would put in Taj. Okay. And I'll give you McDermott because I know you like him. Okay. And uh, so let me. I'm gonna write I, this down. Butler. I I'm, guess you gotta go. I guess you gotta go. Pow. Okay. But so Butler. Did you say so? Taj. I don't think Taj and Pow played much. Butler, Taj, Pow. Did you say McDermott? Yeah, I'll give you McDermott. All right. Then who's the point guard? You got Rose. <sighs> Do I have to? Um, well, no, you don't. Uh, it's got to be Rose or Brooks. Brooks. I guess I guess I got to give you Rose. I'll give you Rose. All right, I'm gonna get this in, in alphabetical order so I can easily find it uh, and Rose because I got to search through by alphabetical here. Because... Well, I guess I guess I guess what are we saying by best? I mean, is, is, that's is, is that your, that's my cr- that's is that the crunch time? Yeah, that's my let's... crunch time five. That's the right five there. that yeah that you're gonna rely on the most. That's what I'm gonna put in a crunch time. Yes, because you got your shooter there, you got your defense. I just want I just want Taj in the game. I want him in the game. I feel you know it's it feels when you watch the Bulls, there's always like a bit of angst because you just it just feel like everything's going to go wrong in a heartbeat. Sure, and it's just not going to be right. And I I feel like Taj is my security blanket. I feel good with him in there. Yeah. Oh, so by the way, I found that lineup. Yeah. It is the one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh most played. 19 okay. games, 51 minutes. Um, so they played, you know, not, not a ton during the, per, per game, but it's, it's a plus 0. .7. So they're barely above even. 
Wow. Um, and, you know, the offensive rating is about – it's 101.8, and on the season that the team is 100.9, so, you know, and the defense is 101. So it's, they're very much indicative of, like, how the whole team – it seems like everyone's on the same equilibrium. Each team he's played, each five-man lineup kind of is, is, does the same kind of output. Can, can we do a Hoosiers thing where we just put in Butler and Taj and be like, no, that's my team. That's my whole lineup. Right. Yeah. Right. I'm not playing five. That's, that's, that's my it. team. Just the right. two. That's my team. My team's in. Right. Can we do that with the team? Yeah. We, we, I, he can try. And I'm trying Portis to th- and I'm going to Portis. And- right. Because like, then you look at a team like you know Butler, Gasol, Miritich, Rose, and Snell, for instance. Um, that's negative 3.3. Okay. What about, uh, what about we just go Butler and Biggs? So we'll do a team that's just going to be Butler, Miritich, Gasol, McDermott, and Taj. Or you can get rid of, or you can swap in Portis for one of those guys. Wait, wait, so Paul, Butler... Paul, wait, okay, no, here we go. Okay, we're going to do this. We're going to go Butler. I'm getting silly now. Butler, Portis, Taj, Miritich, and McDermott. Wow. So, like, one guard. And McDermott all would be the two guard, which I don't necessarily mind. Portis, Meritich, and Gibson. I'm not going to find this. <laughs> Let me uh, change my filters here so um, I can. If you like, if you're like, look, we got like six bigs, and uh, or like, let's say we're playing the Celtics. Let's say the Bulls are playing the Celtics, and they just agree. Look, we all have all these bigs. We're just going to play our bigs together. Yeah, we're not going to try to think each other. Let's just put in our, our twelve bigs against each other and see what happens. <laughs> I think that we should go that way. That should be the future of the league. Yeah. Why does it have to be small ball? Why? I, right. I want. What's the op- I want a non-stretch four. All right. I want. You, by the way, I don't know if you heard that. I'm like typing this in, trying to find that lineup. And. I mean, it doesn't happen within the first three pages of all their five-man lineups. <laughs> of course not, because it's ridiculous. It makes no sense. Right? Yeah, they've never they've never played that. But right. I don't know. I I wouldn't mind seeing McDermott play uh, to see what what happened if they they played um, uh, if McDermott at, at two guard. I mean, I found one line that's close. It's Aaron Brooks instead of um, uh, McDermott. Aaron Brooks okay. and McDermott, and that they they played one minute. <laughs> okay, so it was a very memorable minute, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. So, so what else is going on in the East? What else is you know, people are, are talking about at? Toronto like they always do, and because Toronto seems to be doing well, and I never oh, get yeah. a chance to really watch. With what's going on with them enough, you know, for some reason they're playing the early games. I don't know why, but um, but yeah, they're 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 doing nicely recently. Yeah, they're they're kind of they've got to be the most interesting team in the East, really. Yeah, well, I mean, here they're on a one, two, three, four, five. They're on a six-game winning streak, but it's Nets, Wizards, Sixers, Magic, Nets, and then Celtics, which is a better one. So, you know, to me, they're right. one of those teams that like. You know, we'll beat up on the crappier teams, sneak in a good win every now and then, but they're not really built on a solid enough foundation to, like, really compete. Right. I, I feel like, um, look, Cleveland's going to come out of the East, right? Can we agree with that? Uh, yeah. Okay, so Cleveland's going to come out of the East. I feel like there's been a lot of nitpicking of Cleveland lately. The roster doesn't quite make sense, or you should trade Kevin Love. or I mean, they're still Cleveland. They still have LeBron. Yeah. I mean, when they, when they look bad, it's bad. So here's the thing that's interesting. So they, they beat – Cleveland beat uh, the Clippers, right? Yeah. But they yep. got destroyed by the Warriors. So that tells us something in my mind, even though it's a regular season game in January. I feel like that's where the, where the Cleveland is. They are stuck somewhere between the Clippers and the Warriors. Um, okay, that's fair. 
So they're like maybe the fourth best team in basketball right now. Right. So because, you know, they're the Warriors and the, and the Spurs. And, you know, yes, yeah, so if it's nobody in the East, and yeah, there's, only, there's probably, you know, there's like one more team in the West that's probably better. And it's probably what, like OKC, right? Probably OKC, yes. Yeah. And I could see OKC beating Cleveland for some reason. Um, that would be a really good series. That would be a very good series. I'm not sure, you know, I'm not sure that Cleveland, I, I think Cleveland would beat OKC in a seven game. I think they could beat them. This holiday season, AT&T is giving away $25,000 just for telling them what great LG products you want this year. Stop by a participating AT&T store and snap a selfie holding up the LG products you want to get, like the LG V20 with 5.7-inch HD display and direct TV app to watch live TV. Then share your selfie on Twitter or Instagram with hashtag Here's What I Want Sweeps or upload it to Here's What I Want Sweeps.com for a chance to win $25,000. No purchase necessary. Click the banner for rules and a list of participants stores. You know, well, it's like Kyrie and, and Russ is an interesting matchup, and then you have right. KD versus LeBron, which would be really awesome. Um, in, in fact, can we? I, I would love to see that. Um, I would love to see it too. It'd be great. You know, and LeBron probably wouldn't want to guard KD. That, that's the problem I have with LeBron recently. He seems very unwilling to to play defense against good players. In my, for some reason, like you know, uh, do you think is that a regular season thing or the playoffs as well? Yeah, it might be a regular. Maybe that's what it is. Um, but you know, it, it, all, it goes back to him demanding, like, I don't want to play power forward, and it's like, f you, man. If the team <laughs> needs you to do that, and that's what you got to go out and do, then go out and do it, and you'll do great at it, and that's all there is. So you bang around a little bit more on defense, big deal. And it's like they won't do that. They don't go to him at power forward a lot, and I think it's because LeBron says they can't. Yeah, I, I feel like. If you look at a way like San Antonio by by resting guys and basically you know declaring that the regular season isn't as it's only somewhat important. It's almost hard to to tell with some players you know what they really are to the playoffs. Like who knows who knows when LeBron's gonna just say you know I'm gonna turn it back on right now. <laughs> you know like is he getting older or is he just kind of holding back or it, it's it's really hard to know. And um, yeah, I think until until I see otherwise, at least in the East, you know, there's there's just nothing. There's just him and everyone else. Well, you know, the the Cleveland Cavaliers looked a lot better against um, uh, L.A. with moving the ball than the Clippers, right? And I tweeted out saying, God, look how wonderful this offense is. Where was it against the Warriors when when they went to iso ball again? Some of the people were responding saying, oh, that was on purpose. And I refuse to believe that they would have, like, you know, we're going to go back to iso ball even though we're at full strength just because we don't want to show them our good stuff. I, I really can't believe that that's what they decided to do a bit before the game started. Yeah, that seems a little. Um, that's like too many chess moves. I think. Yeah, it's like one too many. Yeah, um, or, or something. Yeah, it seems a bit of a stretch there. You know, I think it's. I think it's a rationalization, right? We got hammered. Oh, like, and I've seen that with the millennials, right? Where you know they will. I'm not going to play as hard as I can, and that way, if we lose, I don't feel so bad because I know I didn't push myself all the way. Like that's that's sort of like that mentality after the fact. Okay, so Cleveland has won 11 of the last 13 games, and they've lost to the Spurs and the Warriors in that time. I yep. think this is sort of proving your point. And before that, so before those 13, they one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. They won. They were six and two before those, and it was another loss to the Warriors and one oddly to the Trailblazers. But yeah. six wins before that. So, yeah, it's, I remember I think, they had I think some there's injuries. a ceiling there. 
too yeah. in that in that stretch. So you know, right, right. When they're full strength, and you got Kyrie and you got Love doing what they're doing, you know, it, it's it's a, a handful. You know, the the I I vined a, a Love defensive possession against the Warriors that went viral because it was so bad. Um, and and that's they're so vulnerable there if they're going to play Love thirty minutes because. Um, the teams like the Warriors and the Spurs know how to how to exploit that better than anybody. Uh, but again, it doesn't matter because that's that's not to the finals. Can I can I make up something apropos of absolutely nothing and just throw this out there because it's fun and I've just decided to make this up and I've heard this nowhere else. Okay. Cleveland gets to the finals and loses. They fire Blatt and hire Tibbs. Thoughts? Wow. <laughs> apropos of absolutely nothing. Well, I, I think it's pretty clear that Tibbs will, will, you know, will will be patient until the right situation, right? He's not going to jump into a team like, you know, New Jersey, New Jersey, or um, like well, the New, the New Orleans thing was just a screw job, I think, by Pax and Foreman, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they just waited too long before they let him go. Um, and, and he's still look, and Tibbs is still being paid. It's not like he's, you know. Yeah, he's worried about making his mortgage. Yeah, that's fascinating. Um, here's the problem with that. LeBron, it's about LeBron. Like, how does he see a coach? I always felt like he just seems to look at the funny guy at the end of the bench with wearing the suit. That's what he is. I, yeah, I, it's it's hard it's hard to know because it's it's hard to know because I mean, it's not like it's not like you can point to the coaches he's had in his career and go, "Wow, he ever got to play with a guy like Pop." Yes, right. He's never. Yeah. He's always been able to kind of walk over the coaches he's had. Now, oh boy, here come the Miami Heat fans. Um, <laughs> you know, he, no, Spolstra, no problem with Spolstra. Spolstra's fine. No problem with him. But right, like, and, and they were able to come to some, you know, something here. I mean, I, I know guys who were coaches that would go to those Cleveland games when uh, Mike Brown was coaching, and right. they were saying they'd sit down on the bench and they could they could see that LeBron was calling timeouts. He was subbing guys in. Um, you know, he was doing what the coach should be doing. Um, you know, I believe that at some point that became an issue in Miami as well. Um, and, and mainly the evidential evidence of like what they were running on offense was so random. It couldn't possibly be, be a coach calling out those plays because they wouldn't run the good stuff. And then they would run other things that, you know, that seemed kind of random as if maybe in the moment he's just calling out plays. So I don't know, um, you know, Tibbs is going to come in there and he's going to coach. He's going to coach the shit out of those guys. What, 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 can he handle that? I don't know. I think he could. I actually think, I actually think that he strikes me, I mean, especially as he's aging a little bit, he just strikes me as somebody who might want, he doesn't, he doesn't see, he's not a nonsense guy, right? Okay. He doesn't stand for nonsense and maybe he'd like that in a coach. Maybe that would work. Yeah, or Thibodeau would find out pretty quick that he's like, oh, I'm just like all the other guys where I'm just going to have to kind of, <laughs> you know, capitulate a little bit. But that might be okay. He might be willing to say, okay, whatever you want to do on offense is fine. Right. But we're going to do, you know, what we want to do on defense. Because, you know, the, 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 um, the Cavs don't do what Tibbs does on defense. You know, Tibbs is a big no-middle ice defense guy on pick-and-roll stuff. And, and the Cavs still hedge, and they do the old-school stuff. And it, it kind of gets them in trouble, especially with a guy like Kevin Love. So it would be a radical departure from what they're doing defensively anyway. And who knows? That might be something he'd be like, great, we need to do that. What is Cleveland rating uh, defensively? I'm kind of curious. I don't think it's great. They are uh, 18th out of 30, so they're below average on defense. 
Okay. And they're and they're third in offense. So yeah, that's going to be their downfall either way. Yeah, it feels like it just feels like. Oh, I'm sorry. That was last year. Oh, what is it this year? Wow, last year they were they were that low, huh? This year they are. Oh, well, I'm well, sorry, they're fourth. Yeah, they're much higher. That, that, that's why it didn't sound right to me. Yeah. So, you know, last, all well, of that year, said, year, yeah, they're last great. Last year they were also like two teams before, before and after the trade. Right. And, and, then, and then this year, you know, again, they've had some issues. But, yeah, fourth in the league in defense. I, I can't really believe from, from what I've seen against the good teams, I can guarantee you that defensive rating is a lot higher against the top teams they played without question. Right. And, again, I feel this is, again, like the Cavs are one of these teams that, you know, in a different, in a different era is a championship roster, just not with – Golden State. Uh, yeah, you're right. I, here's the thing. Um, the Cavs could beat more teams than maybe even like OKC could. Am I crazy? Like the Cavs are really would probably wouldn't beat the Warriors. They wouldn't beat the Spurs. They probably could beat everybody else, right? Yeah, I think they're, I think they're in a similar position that way. I think it would be... I think that the Cavs and OKC would probably battle it out for the third best team in basketball. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. And I think OKC is probably in that same boat. Now, here's the question. Like, there's nobody else in the East, huh? You could come out of the East? Yeah. I mean, well, the Toronto's issues to me are, like, you know, they got two guys that they rely on that take some of the most difficult shots you're ever going to see. Right. Like on purpose, <laughs> <laughs> because because one of them is going to be a free agent at the end of this year, yeah, and, I, and is I, really looking forward to his max contract. Right, and wants Nick Young's spot, I guess, is the same yeah. kind of player. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, like when I watch DeRozan play, he literally his moves are designed for the the most difficult shot you can get, <laughs> okay. and I'm like. I, I just don't get it, and I'm looking. At, so I'm trying to, you know, extrapolate that to the playoffs, where a just by virtue of the of the more pressure that exists in the playoffs, it's going to be impossible to, to, to like to make those shots at any kind of regularity. Um, you know, defensively, I, I suspect we're going to look at them and realize that they're good defense too, right? Let me look. Uh, and again, it's too it's too noisy though because when you're playing, you know, the bottom twenty teams in the in the in the league every other night. You know, those good those teams that are a little bit better look better than they are. Yeah. In a playoff situation, tell me Toronto, who's their third option? Do they they seem like the kind of team that probably could add a guy? Right, well, you know, what, what by the way, what's really really killing them? I mean, like killing them is Damari Carroll being hurt. Yeah. Killing them cuz he's that guy. Right. He's I, who it should be. And in fact, I would feel so good about Toronto if he was playing and playing like he did last year. Well, and they committed money to him. So yeah. he's... What's his story? He's not getting back. Is he out for like ever? Um, How do we find that out? Tamare... The yeah. last note I see on him is that he's currently without a, t- without a timetable to return to the court. Yeah. So it's like, I don't think he's coming back. I mean, like maybe he comes back for the playoffs or something, but then... You know, that's asking an awful lot for a guy to come back without any rhythm and whatever. Um, but um, he is sponsoring a new AAU basketball team in Birmingham, Alabama. That's cool. Good for him. Yes. And he's pleased with his progress after knee surgery. No oh, good. Okay. But, um, you know, yeah, it's, that, that's killing them. And that would have been one of those Masai Ujiri, like, you know, uh, GM of the year if, if Damari came in 
played really well. The team ended up being like second in the conference, or maybe even like give, give the Cleveland a run for their money. Um, but um, but yeah, that's really too bad. So yeah, you're right. They 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 don't really have what they need. Right. That's missing, and maybe they maybe they're able to go out and acquire a wing at the deadline. Although it doesn't sound be? like anyone that exciting is available, but right. They, I mean, a three and D. I don't know who's a three and D guy. That, that, that's kind of who you're talking about, right? Yeah. Or is Damari Carroll a position? Exactly. <laughs> yes, they're looking for a Damari Carroll. Yeah, a, I mean, a, a, a less injured Damari Carroll is what they need on that roster. I mean, why not? Like when we're doing our. Um, our stuff with, um, you know, uh, when we're, we're training big man moves, we use the U-wing or we use Cycli or um, even um, uh, Turnaround Jumper is, um, uh, oh, my gosh, the, the tall guy from the Sonics with the curly hair, uh, blonde <laughs> hair, Sigma, you know. Yeah, so it's like, why not? Why, Sigma. Yeah, why, yeah, why can't Damari Carroll be a position that we use? So, anyhow, I, yeah, I'm telling you. We'll, we'll, you know what? For our next pod, we'll come up with the names of the yeah, positions. Yeah, there should be. There should be positions. There should, we need new positions in the league. I think that would just help crystallize what's been going on. All right, right. Yeah, this but down. in the East, yeah. in the East, yeah. Who else? I mean, there's no I, I, Atlanta. Atlanta's not coming out. The Bulls probably not coming out. No, nope. I, I don't think. I mean, if if the playoffs were today, you think the Bulls win a five game series against Indiana? Five game? Yeah. Why would it be five games? Oh, is it the opening series? Isn't it five games? Or no, seven? it's seven. Um, the opening series is now seven? They're all interminably long seven-game series has, now. Yes. Has that been going on for like eight years and I somehow missed it? Yeah, probably longer, but yes. Um, Baseball season distracts me. Yeah, um, you know. So who are you, who are you, who are you asking? What's the... Uh, Bulls-Pacers, four or five matchup. I don't, yeah. I, don't like, I don't like the Bulls in that one. You know, I, I don't know. It, it kind of reminds me when the Bulls played the Pacers the last time uh, several years ago, and it was like close. So the Bulls came out, but it was very close. That right. was before Paul George really became Paul George. Right. So you're right. I mean, that's a very that's a four or five right now. Would have been that'd be really tough. Um, you know, yeah, right. Does, do Hawks Pistons? It's like uh, okay. I don't know. That's interesting. You know, I the can go Heat, either way. The Heat are interesting too because you know they are pretty tough and they have the pedigree. To yep. some degree, so they could make a big surprise, but I don't think I don't know if they're gonna, you know, without without home court advantage, like are they, are they dethroning Cavaliers? I don't think so. Right. Um, yeah, it's a lot of interesting parts there, and uh, I have to tell you this: for our next podcast, we're gonna redefine positions. Let's do it. Okay, we'll work on it in. this week. I yeah, love it that we have some homework. We're gonna figure out, and not only we're we gonna name the positions, then we're gonna figure out we're gonna actually you know list some of the players in the right now and what position they play. Um, sounds good. Let's do it. Awesome. Well, uh, another podcast is in the books. Thank you guys for everyone for joining us. And thank you to uh, Jiffy Lube for uh, <laughs> lubing all of our cars and keeping them on the, uh, safe on the road. Thank you, Jiffy Lube. We yes. appreciate it. We appreciate everything you do. So you've been doing since 1861. Yes, it's terrific. Before cars were invented, they were uh, yes. <laughs> they lubing up bikes. <laughs> when they were lubing muskets. and Yes. <laughs> right. And, yeah. Well, yeah. Brian, again, another good one. I can't wait to talk to you next week. We have some homework. And uh, uh, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you, Coach. It's always fun. You got it. And don't forget, sports fans, at B-Ball Breakdown, we're not a channel. We are a conversation. You in? And Brian, I have to ask you, are you in? I am in.
When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can seem intense. Like breakup R&B intense. I thought you said you loved the sweater that I got you. If you didn't, you could have told me. Geico makes it easy. Just go to Geico.com anytime to update or check your policy without all the extra drama. I even had a gift for a 